3: you're listening to balls and holes with jessica bowser and brian pascarelli hi guys hey baby
2: welcome back another episode of balls in holes
3: with the letter n
2: the letter n uh we've got our co-host darby with us today
1: hello what up darby everybody what's up everybody (laughs) 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 That sounded so bad Uh,
2: Well, we've had an exciting week Right? Why are you looking at me like that? This
3: week has changed my life
2: This week was one of the best weeks I've ever had
3: It changed my whole viewpoint on golf Really? Yeah, Darb, did you you feel anything from being at the Genesis uh, Invitational this week?
1: Yeah, totally I mean, it was the first time I've ever seen professional live golf And it... It's the atmosphere, the environment, it's just, if you are an avid golfer and you love the sport, it's just an incredible place to be, you know? It's like going to a music festival with 18 stages, and and on every stage there's somebody that you idolize or massively respect and wish you could play like, and it's it's just such a cool experience, really. So if you haven't ever been, definitely try to go.
2: We definitely had an exciting week of tournament.
3: Yeah, but it wasn't just the tournament. It was, this was like five days of like religious golf. It was like, we were so indoctrinated in the golf world.
2: (laughs) Not only that, but like every day was insane. And then we'd come home and at the beginning of the week, Full Swing had released on Netflix. So... Like we were so tired beginning of the week and I happened to turn on the TV at like midnight Monday or Sunday or I don't know what day it was and we were like oh my god we've been waiting like all year for this to come out and then it was out and you know, we had to like ration it to ourselves. Cause it was like either play golf all day, be at the tournament all day. And then like come home high on golf and then jump into full swing. So we have a lot to talk about I today.
3: I just want to say that Joel Dahmer has come out on top. Don,
2: Dahmer, D-Damer? Dahmer, Dahmer, Dahmer. I don't <laughs> know,
3: but um, Brooks Kepka came out like shit and his wife came out looking like a gold digger. Oh,
2: you're really going for it. Uh, I don't
3: care. Hey, they're public figures. I could say whatever I want about it. But
1: he's, I mean, look <laughs> at every, Everybody that I've talked to that has seen it has the same feeling they may not use as strong of words but I feel like the general consensus like everybody had the same feeling watching that episode they were all like bro did you see that Brooks Koepka episode like weird and I was like yeah
2: well you know
1: it is it is what it is
2: it definitely turned the the feeling off you know it was like it opens and you've got like spieth and and jt and right that's who it opened with and like their friendship and like you're just getting into it and we're all so excited because we've been waiting for this docuseries to come out and then it's like you get through that and then you jump into brooks and you're just like
3: yeah uh darby had a special moment with tony finau and his incessant crying
1: tony's crying <laughs> dude I just why think, why I think, why did you like it dude, so much i just think he's like a really good dude like he's a family man you know he's a good golfer but he like i dude he just they they did such a good jo- i mean all of the episodes are fantastic but there was something about that episode that i was like enamored with this guy i was like this guy is just an amazing dude and then being able to see him at Genesis was super cool. I definitely fanboyed from, uh, from the clubhouse. Mm-hmm which was super cool.
2: I don't know, guys. I think Joel Dahman absolutely stole the show. Like, he was out of all of the episodes. I mean, each one was so unique and so wonderful. But Joel's episode was incredible. Like, I absolutely fell in love with him. And then we got to see him this week, too. Yeah. He uh, he did not make the cut. So,
3: I used to like Scotty Scheffler before he was Scotty Scheffler because he had an interview once, and he basically said, Oh man, I, I sucked it today. Like he was so honest about it. He was just like, I, I don't know. I didn't play well. I suck. Right. And that humility, that, that modesty would just came out. And most, every pro is like pre-programmed to say whatever their sponsors want to say. I played really good. had a great shot on 14, whatever, you know, he just came out and said, it. and that's what Joel did.
2: Joel, on, it was amazing. He was like, like, uh, I love, uh, being 70th.
3: Yeah. 70th pays. I don't care. I'll never win a major. Um, golf is so freaking hard.
2: You know, it was so cute though, is the relationship with him and his caddy. I mean, they've been best friends for all those years and it just was so darling. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I think he wins. I don't know. No,
1: I agree. I mean, I, I, I think that, he, I think because of that episode, he kind of is, is, has become a star in his own right, you know, through his story. And I think the humility, what you touched on is another reason why I, uh, I really like Tony's episode. Like, I, I got that same kind of feeling. I know you were like, he's too emotional. He cried the whole time. But, I I mean, to, to, to his point, he was talking about some, some emotional stuff and about his, his family and his mother. And and I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I had a lot of respect for him.
3: Here's my thing. You know I love you, Darby, and your, and your viewpoints. But Tony Fina, you, you cannot have six kids and then complain about you not being with your family when you're a pga pro you kind of did that
2: to yourself tony i don't tony. think he was complaining oh you're just coming off like a, such I a don't think dick he was right complaining. now i
1: think he was just no, like this it. is where i'm at in my life like i'm trying to figure it out i'm trying to manage it i'm trying to make it all work and you know him him and his family going not on the tour together was, was cool to watch like that's just that's a really cool experience
2: he didn't have an issue with that it was the the onlookers it was like the perspective of everybody else that he's arguing against in, in that situation that that have an issue with him being out on the tour with his entire family and I you know to his credit you know. His number one reason for having the family out on the tour was to support his wife and to be able to be around his family. So maybe you should take a page out of his book. Wow. <laughs>
3: well, what, what I know is that Tony, uh. <laughs> Tony Fee um, like year after year, I think it's on Golf Digest, has gotten rated the friendliest golfer yeah. in PGA. So he's just a nice guy. I'm not. I don't. I, I root for Tony. He's a peen guy. I, I want him to win. I just this viewpoint from Full Swing was was different. Um, I just
1: with all the kids you know i don't know i just you kind of set yourself up for that he's also pretty swaggy brian like he's got his jordans bro like he's always looking fresh he's a swaggy dude He can't he's a swaggy dude and you know what's it what's
3: interesting about his jordans they're the low top like, like the ones you can buy at like PJ superstore or roger dunn they're not even spiked they're like really like like tennis shoes it was really weird they don't have much spikes on there
1: yeah i don't know I didn't i just i don't i didn't really pay attention know. to the bottom of it but i was just admiring uh i will i know those shoes i almost bought them I, we but hang, <coughs> hang on like Tiger bryson for example we've made it yeah. this far in the podcast we haven't mentioned tiger once we have how did oh, how, oh how we look at that well
3: Look, what, what, wait, hold on, guys. How <laughs> is this is supposed to go, Darby? You're supposed to ask us questions on this
1: episode.
2: Oh, here's how Brian now is going to micromanage <laughs> well, I, us I, I on feel, our own you, podcast, you're Darby, supposed
1: to interview us. I feel like that's <laughs> right. That was the conversation we had initially, but you guys kind of just hit the ground running. So I was like, all right, I'll just sit back and improvise. And go ahead. Why don't you ask us about our week? How, <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, <Whoa>, <laughs> Mr.
1: Pasquarelli how how was <laughs> how was your week, bud? <laughs> Whoa. Thank you,
3: Darby. Oh, my God. Uh, Thank you, Darby Wilson. Um, You know, this has been a crazy week because Jess and I had media passes on Tuesday to go to uh, the Genesis Invitational. It was at Riviera Golf Course in Pacific Palisades. And we got to see what no one, no fan really gets to see often at all, ever.
2: Yeah. No, it was um, Tuesday is... Practice, one of the practice days, Monday and Tuesday are practice days. Uh, Wednesday is the pro-am where public is allowed, but Monday and Tuesday, there's no public allowed. Uh, it is just pros and gear reps, and that's bit it. Of media. And a little bit of media. Uh, so we were there, and it was incredible. We went to go meet our friends. We went to hang out with the Lab Golf Guys. We hung out with Sam and Liam all day and sat on the putting green with them in their bag. And, I mean, it was, you know within two feet of us at all times was some pro pro tiger picking up putters and just playing on the putting green. I had a lady boner all day.
3: It was insane Darby to get that point of view because those that were there, they're not going to fan out because they're, they're they're on the tour, or they're a rep, or they're in the media. So it wasn't general public like we saw on Saturday. So we had to play it cool. But, I mean, we saw John Rom and Justin Thomas hitting out of sand shots, you know, on the driving range, getting it, like, inches to the hole. We were on the putting green. We saw every, like, pro golfer, basically, for seven hours, just... Over and over and over again. Us. That
2: yeah. was incredible. It was, you know, it, it was... I've never had an experience like that. And for me, it was, I don't know, man. It was like the best day I've ever had. Well,
3: we were contemplating not going to general public admission for Saturday and Sunday. But since Darby, you haven't been to one. Of course, we wanted to go and we took our friends. And it was cool to see that point, too. We, we've, You and I just yeah, have we've been done to tournaments that. before. But to see the other side, like the nitty gritty side, like. That was just Tiger just there. Not, no security around him, just Tiger. Yeah, it was wild. I got to tell you, you know, talking about Tiger, Darp, everyone was putting, all the other pros, and it, no one really gave a shit. When Tiger came around, the pros kind of stopped what they were doing. Everybody
2: stopped what they were
3: doing. And kind of watched him, you know? Um, it, there was like maybe, what, a hundred people there at total?
2: I don't even know if it was that many. It was a,
3: very, very little. Very few. But it was interesting to see that perspective. Um, and how how the other tour professionals also kind of geek out on Tiger, too.
2: Yeah, everybody, everybody takes notice to him. I mean, everything just kind of stops. Like, he came down the stairs, he walks down, like, everybody just kind of stops what they're doing. And you can see everybody being like, "All right, play it cool, play it cool. Right? Like, uh, it's very, like, the cops are around the corner type of feeling of, like... (laughs) And uh, Luke Wilson
3: was there, the actor, and um, he came by the lab bag. I think he got a putter, maybe. Yeah,
2: Sam, Sam gave him a putter.
3: I mean, it was just that casual, Darb. It was insane. So, so our week was insane starting on Tuesday.
2: Well, no, it was insane starting on Monday. I mean, Sam came into town. We took Sam golfing on Monday at our club. That was super fun. Darb, was you were there. No, that was
1: Sunday, wasn't that. it? Was that, that was a Sunday. Oh, yeah, that was a Sunday. Oh, was it? It was a Sunday, yeah. Oh, God. It was Sunday. We had a really fun day. Darb, what do you <laughs> think of Sam's golf? Sam's a good golfer. Sam's
2: a great golfer.
1: Now, he's a great golfer, but he's also honestly one of the coolest people i've ever met like he like you know how sometimes you go and you meet people or you go and you play golf with people and like you feel like you're like having a fight to like have conversations or just like keep the energy up like he was just such a cool relaxed comfortable dude and like we just had such a good time man like he uh yeah dude i mean what he hit the dude he hit one drive that was like almost 400 yards it was on uh nine of of uh Desert? Desert? Yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah, no, Sam Sam Han of Lab Golf is a good golfer. Yeah. He's a very good golfer. He's a good guy, too. He's got a great swing.
3: Yeah. And talking about great swings, we also, when we were at the bag, we met JT Griffin, <laughs> who is a pro. He's also, he was on Corn Fair. He's a PGA pro. We took him to San Canyon, too. That boy hit it 400 yards, well, like, on the average. We
2: should back up a minute, because we're, like, hanging out on the green with him on Tuesday, and he's like, I want to go play golf. And we're like, we'll take you golfing.
3: He didn't have clubs. He
2: had no clubs.
3: He had to borrow Sam's
2: Clubs. He had to borrow Sam's Clubs. And it was just so, like, matter of fact, like, this is what I would like to do now. And then grabbed some clubs, came out. That was another amazing experience. Like, talk about getting to see a pro in action right up in your grill, right? Like, it was just...
3: he didn't keep score and i've heard this before in other podcasts like when you're that good you just know i'm up one two i'm down one you know you know jess and i are keeping greens and regulation putts our scores you are too darb and this he didn't have a scorecard he didn't even have his own clubs he's just oh yeah i know what my score is i was like what really He's that they just play that often. They just know.
2: Yeah, no, it was a it was it was a super fun day to take JT out, and then we went and Sam invited us, uh him and his buddy Landon uh, from Random Golf Club. from Random Golf Club, took us to Hillcrest Country Club to play around, which was quite the experience. Insane, Darb. Like, so,
3: Darb, you and I have played El Cab with a caddy. This was El Cab on steroids. Hillcrest was. Amazing. We we walked the course. We didn't know we were gonna well, walk the I course. I mean we
2: got there and we had we, we found out in the car that we would be walking, uh, which was I think was the way to find that out, right? Like had we known that prior to that, we probably would have freaked out a little bit more. I had never walked a course. Or had a caddy. Or had a caddy.
3: And so Darb, we had to um Our bags, obviously, our Bennington (laughs) bags were too heavy for the caddies. They literally had to give us Hillcrest light bags so the caddies can carry them. And we had to take everything out of our bags so they can carry it. And
2: just to put in perspective... The vibe at Hillcrest Like we got there And we roll in And we're down And we're hitting And I see a few females Not many But I literally had the thought And like looked over at Brian And was like Are women even allowed to play here?
3: Yeah it was strange <laughs> It was <laughs> my, my favorite thing about it was They had these stands Like every third hole Which had every snack You could <laughs> possibly imagine From Haagen-Dazs ice cream To sandwiches M&M's uh, Beef jerky They had unlimited beef jerky Brian Espresso's. was over the
2: moon On the snacks At Hillcrest Country Club I was too busy it, like privately panicking because I'm playing with three dudes which I do every weekend and every week and that's not new to me but I had never played with a caddy so I've obviously everybody hits their shot right and then I play from the forward tees <clears throat> so Then we all have to walk down to my tees and I've got three dudes and two caddies standing directly behind me on not only every tee shot that I took, but because you're walking like it's not like you buzz off in your cart to go to your next shot, hit your shot and nobody's really looking like there were all eyes on us at all times for every single shot. And I got to tell you, as a female golfer, it was really humbling I I did all right I did not play my best I did not play my worst that's for sure um I think I held my own but like inside of my body I was terrified at one point like when we started I was visibly shaking and was just like oh my god I didn't think it really didn't hit me until we got home. Like how traumatizing that actually was.
3: Jess came out strong. Okay. I did. I played At least my first tee shot, which is the scary shot when you're new to a course and you're new to like people who invited you to their course. I hit a bomb on my drive. I was right there with Sam and Landon. Um, but my second, the second hole was a par three. I brought out my Scott irons and I got my eight iron and I shanked it into a tree, darn <laughs> And I was mortified because it was the second hole. They saw him in the first hole, so they're like, okay, he can play. But, like, I know right then they already... I, I don't think they were judging me, but like I was judging myself going, what are they thinking? Is this going to be horrible? Are they regretting inviting us right now?
2: I had a couple of, of shots like that. And it was like, I started out very strong. And then there were a couple shots that were the type of shots where you like stop and you freeze and you can't move and adrenaline is rushing you. And you're like literally having the conversation inside your head of like, that's it. I should fucking quit this game. Like I'm terrible at this. <laughs> I can't play golf. Like, I think by hole six, like Landon took me over to a little like, side thing that was over there and I got like an entire glass of just straight tequila that I carried around for the rest. I was like, may I please have some tequila? (laughs)
3: After that darb, I was mortified with my wedges. What happened? You and I ended up going to Encino and I brought a bag of 40 wedges with you just
1: to practice wedges. You remember that? Every wedge that's been made pretty much in the last 25 years was in that bag. (laughs) We had we had the trusty rusty <laughs> we, had, we had it all Darb, what did you think of us, like, just practice.
3: We didn't play around. We just went to the practice area and hit out of sand. I think, and we wait, I think I should, shots. like,
2: back this up with, like, after we played at Hillcrest, you were so mortified after we got home that, like, you woke up early the next morning, called Darby, like, got an entire other golf bag, only filled with wedges, and disappeared for an entire day. I was like, I'm staying in bed. I'm exhausted. Like, this week has already just been, like, one for the books. And I was just trying to, like... Soothe myself and you and Darby went out and like, you weren't going to come home until either you had figured out what was happening for you or the sun went down, which I think it was both of those things happened. That's
3: exactly true. Darb. I think I got a, You know what? I got a lot, a lot of that one practice session, sand shots.
1: Definitely. I mean, dude, I honestly, I, it's something that I would like to do more because when I had got my Mizunos, right, I had my three iron down to my 56 and I had to take my 60 out so I could put all my irons in and I finally took the three out and put my 60 degree back in and the reason why I did that was because I was having issues uh, blading my 60 degree. I don't know why. Like I was just terrible contact. Like my everything, it just wasn't working. So I was like, you know what? It's going to be easier. I'm just going to take it out and then I ended up getting a a new Volky 60. And, uh, I mean, dude, that one day helped massively because when I, when, when I recently went and I played and I ended up shooting a 77, first of all, my tee shots were great. My approach shots, you know, was so, so I, I had some really good shots, some here and there, but all of my greenside shots were, were massive. It was like the, it was hands down the worst part of my game, 50 yards in worst part of my game without a doubt.
2: That's been like the best part of my game lately. I should have come and practice with you guys, though, because I hate to say it, but I definitely blame not coming out to practice after the Hillcrest Extravaganza—the culprit for then what happened on Sunday when we all decided to play together. Which oh God,
1: <laughs> that was just a disaster for everybody. <laughs> what the happened? The post Genesis round. Post Genesis oh. round. Genesis round. We all were, like, super high off Genesis. We're like, golf is amazing. We're incredible. And we all just (laughs) shit the bed.
2: We sucked so bad. I shot a 93.
1: I, I shot a 93. I lost, like, 12 balls.
2: I stopped playing, you guys. Never have I ever quit a round of golf. Ever. And... I lost, I don't even know how many balls like into six holes. And it was just like, I couldn't hit, I couldn't swing. Nothing was connecting. Like my body was just saying, go fuck yourself. You shouldn't be out here. You should have stayed home like a, a golf overload. And then I find myself in a bunker and you know, Sam had worked with me on some of my bunker shots. So I'm in there. I'm like, I'm going to hit the best bunker shot in the world. I go, I get all set up. I go to hit it and I, swing so hard and I'm like looking at the green waiting for the ball and I'm not seeing the ball like I know I hit it and it's not flying in front of me so I like Perplexed, look up. And as I look up, the ball is just heading towards my face. I had popped it straight up in the air, looked up, caught a ball in the face. Brian's standing behind me. He sees this happen, knows I got hit, and goes, Oh my God, did you get hit? And I turned around like a crazy person and was like, I got hit in the fucking face. And I stomped off to the cart and I was like, That's it, I'm done.
3: Let me correct it. It was, I got hit in the face. The face. <laughs> and then was done with golf. <laughs> I
2: and, and and I I felt I was very mad. I was not mad myself, I was, I was mad that that had just happened but then I felt because I'm with you boys so much and we had Dave your cousin there too, I felt like I had to really exacerbate how mad I was (laughs) so that everybody would just leave me the fuck alone because at this point all I wanted to do I was totally fine with quitting, I was like okay you know what, when you take a ball in the face out of a bunker it's just time to stop. I was like I'm going to get in my cart, I'm going to crack open a beer I'm going to watch the rest of the Genesis tournament, it's the last day, like I'm happy Darby and I are cart partners life is good and like You're like, babe, watch my shot. And then Dave's like, is she okay? Like everybody's asking me for something, and I'm just like, (laughs) leave me alone.
3: Let me paint the picture: (laughs) Jess and Darby in their car had the Genesis on their phone, like clipped onto the golf cart, and they're basically watching the the game, the the Invitational, not even golfing.
1: It was awesome. It was dude. amazing. It was, honestly, and trust me, Jess. I, I I I play with you guys a lot, and I've been there many times. It's like when you're when you're having one of those days, and it's like. That happens. It's just the straw that broke the camel's back. And you and, and the, honestly, the best thing you could do is just like put your clubs down and just like enjoy the rest of the time out and just kind of like relax. It was the only <laughs>
2: responsible choice I could make at that point. Like I kept trying. I kept trying. And, and I was proud of myself, actually. Like it wasn't the response that I thought I would have, which was like, oh, I the, the fucking golf course won or oh, I had to quit. It was like, nope, this is the most responsible thing I can do. And I was totally happy driving around in the cart, watching the Genesis Invitational lap, Last day drinking beer, hanging out with with you Darb. It was great. Everybody was kind of scared of me. I thought it was pretty hilarious, but it was. I wasn't. You're not. I
1: felt it. I've been there. You guys, you guys have seen me get there. Brian's been there. Brian was there too. I threw two clubs. Oh my God.
2: Darby. remember when Brian threw his first club that day and it went like whizzing by our (laughs) cart. (laughs) Like, I got to tell you, I used to get so mad at Brian when he would behave like that. And things are so different now because that happened. And like you and I grabbed each other Darby and we were laughing so hard. And I was so impressed by how like, big of a throw that club got like it definitely went further than the ball you had just hit uh,
1: can I just (laughs) 100% and in fact he said that I'm pretty sure he said that he's like look my club went further than the ball I think I said it while the club was flying like
4: this is going to go (laughs) further than the ball witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. This week has been so crazy.
3: So like Jess said, we play on Sunday with Sam at Sand Canyon. Then we go Tuesday to media day and we were around all the pros Wednesday. We play with JT Griffin, which is a PGA pro at Sand Canyon. Um, then Hillcrest. And then Hillcrest the next day, which is a super fancy club. Then and, practice rounds with Darby. And then practice rounds with Darby. Then we go Saturday to the actual Genesis <laughs> invitation with all of our friends. And then we play again on Sunday. And let me tell you something. I I'm doing a bus of Joel Damon right now. I suck at golf now. Damon. Domin, Whatever is his name, like my score is You know the fridge. <laughs> the fridge has every single one of our scores since last year, and we're almost like at 200 yep. rounds. I I used to shoot 77, you know, anywhere in the 70s. There's a 7 in front of it. I'm in 82, 84, 86. I
2: think it's just what's like happening. I don't think last week is a good week to even judge on that because it was such a a crazy week of like we cultivated all of those amazing things happening and such great experiences. And then, like like I said, we'd come home and it, like just exhausted. And then it's like, oh, my God, let's get in bed and watch full swing till 3 o'clock in the morning. And, like, I don't think that last week was a good way to judge where you're at in your game right now. I, I,
1: I uh, Look, I, I think naturally just in golf, like, you have lulls. You have months, weeks, days where your game is just on fire and everything's just working and then sometimes you just it, it, you don't have the rhythm and so, like the, sometimes the best thing you could do is just put the clubs down for a week and i dude i was experiencing the same thing that's why when we were playing San canyon i literally booked a tea time for the next day because it was president's day and i had the day off to go play at Cino because i was like i need to redeem myself and to, I, like i had an incredible day dude i played i played with two guys younger guys super cool dudes was english kid and then this other kid who who uh from santa monica and then actually i played with this this and our fourth was this older dude i don't know if i told you this brian he was a he was a director at playboy for 30 years nice he used to uh he used to i guess co-own or something vivid entertainment wow so he was a very interesting fella but it was just like you know you have those days where it's like the day before i was with my best friends playing the worst golf of my life (laughs) And then the next day, I was with three strangers playing super well. And it's well, just maybe it's how it
3: goes sometimes. We're bringing down your golf game. I don't know. I, I'm sorry about that. I, want I don't apologize. think it has yeah.
2: anything to do with us.
1: I actually played. When did I play? Yesterday? No, it's it has to do with Sand Canyon, dude. I say it every time. Oh, okay. I love that golf course. It's beautiful. I fucking hate that place. I
2: know. I kind of do too. I.
1: Bro, I have I have donated hundreds of dollars in golf balls to the fucking bushes and trees and god knows whatever else is there. But it's, but that's. I think that's why I. Well, I God like knows for like all the, the
2: donations you've given, it sure doesn't show in how we get treated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we get treated. <laughs> Anyways,
3: um, I was there the other day by myself. It was cold day and I knew it was going to rain all week, so this is like the only day open. And I too got paired up with two guys on um, the first hole. They were so slow, and I just said, "Guys, I'm going to play by myself." And I zoomed by. And on the ninth hole, I caught up with another group, three guys. L- let me just say, they're all doing cocaine, like right in front of me, and they were golfing, and no one really. Came they were just pounding fireballs and um they did not care about their game and they were playing really fast <laughs> and they were kind of putting like haphazardly and they were getting mad at their score and i was like do you guys know how fast and how speedy you guys are right now on this blow
2: it was <laughs> insane <laughs> cocaine yeah Hell total of a cocaine uh, I, 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 don't I don't know do if, it, it, if you're obviously. aware
1: brian side effect of cocaine is uh Everything moves a little faster. Well,
3: yeah, I, I, I did not partake. I didn't mind them doing it. I mean, there it's their time. They but asked you if you were a cop. Yeah, they said, are you a cop? I said, no, I'm a
1: lawyer, but go ahead. You, I don't give That's a shit. That's the most cocaine induced question I've ever heard. Just <laughs> You're not a cop, right? Are you a cop? You're <laughs> not a cop, right? On a golf course. To,
2: to protect their While anonymity. doing a bump. <laughs> I
3: don't want to get them in trouble and protect their anonymity, but they were interesting people who had interesting jobs. That's all I got to say. But yeah. they're my friends now. And, and,
2: but they're my Friends now.
3: So they want to they want to <laughs> invite us to a, a poker game. They have like this very expensive poker game at their house. It's like a thousand dollar buy in, and they have like massages and Jesus. haircuts and food and drinks. So I think we're gonna go to that.
2: I feel like all those things are right. French for like. Just very different things. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, whatever <laughs> but, you know, it is, whatever they said, don't bring you your have wife. fun. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. But that's okay. It's,
3: it, it was a crazy, crazy week of, of golf. It was an
2: amazing week. I mean, we talked on the last show, I think, or two shows ago about like, this had been the best year of my life. And I can honestly say that like last week was like one of the best weeks of my life. Like I just, it, from start to finish, every experience we had was incredible. Um, Even just you know going to the tournament on on Saturday was really fun. I mean, obviously we had the whole shows and family there. We had Darby with us. We had Scotty and Mayor. Dimitri Dimitri was with us. Like we had just a really great time, and we followed Tiger the whole time. And you know, to bring it back, like as Darby tried to mention earlier before he was so rudely interrupted, um, getting to see Tiger's (laughs) comeback. Um, Is really special. What comeback? I he didn't win pl- shit. I know he didn't win, but like he hadn't played oh. in what, like two years. It was his tournament. He like, I mean, okay, it was his tournament, but it wasn't because he wasn't even gonna be at it. Like he announced that he was coming to it three days before it happened. So I, I was just a little right. confused. It's like anytime
1: Anytime you get the opportunity to see an athlete of that caliber, whether it be when Michael Jordan came back and played at the Wizards, he was awful. The team was terrible, but it was still fun to go see him play. So, like, and Tiger played well. Like, he his dude, his three wood off the first hole that we watched from the clubhouse was stunningly gorgeous. And the whole ninth hole he played that we walked with him was remarkable. I mean, it, it just it. It's something I'll never forget, you know. I
2: think you have a good point though, like when you talk about an athlete that like all of us and and we have a little bit of age difference in this group, but like every single one of us grew up watching Tiger. From a very young age, like we've tracked with him the whole time, so to get to hang out and be right next to him and watch that in person up close, not on television, it's incredible.
3: So I caught a little bit of David Portnoy, as you know, is my doppelganger. I'm not his doppelganger; he's mine. <laughs> um, he was just on Barstool Sports, and I just caught him, and he was hating on all the Tiger fanboys. He's like, "I fucking hate Tiger Woods. I hate, I hate people who like Tiger Woods. What the fuck? He's a fucking fraud. He's a crook." He went off.
2: Really? It was
3: crazy because so right now we're talking about tiger and we're like fucking oh tiger yeah i was just thinking of david portnoy right now
1: and how badly he just like crushed tiger woods on his show but that's that's a stupid that's (laughs) stupid because statistically there's no nobody touches him so uh, whatever his personal feelings are great he's allowed to feel that way but you know he's wrong Listen, he's wrong. The, Dave data, Port- the data says you're he's wrong. wrong. <laughs> what I Dave saw, Dave Portnoy, you're wrong. You're wrong. I and saw, you're a terrible golfer. Terrible, golfer. <laughs> right?
3: I've never seen him golf. Um, what I did see, though, is that Tiger still has it. it not just the golf, but his persona. The pros are even gawking at him.
2: Just to see what happens, you know, like we fanned out on his documentary and I mean, we've always been huge fans of him and we love him. But just to see what happens around him, you can't understand it until you've seen it in person. And what that level of pressure is and what that level of scrutiny is, it's pretty intense. And to live your whole life like that, man.
3: Yeah, let's let's talk about scrutiny real quick. Let's just talk about the tampax thing, which I thought was hilarious. Where Tiger Woods handed Justin Thomas, his partner that day, a tampax because he because he, Tiger outdrove him. There was so much controversy about it. It is so sad that Tiger had to go and apologize for this. It was so retarded and. Paige Renee uh, or Paige Spearneck she came on like and says that's a funny thing that's funny it's not feminist you shouldn't be offended by that. Listen
2: I think all of us thought it was funny and I think that there's you know then this subset of people who it you know the media took it by storm and there's people who aren't involved in our game they're not involved in this environment and they see drama and they see a reason to be like a hater and like there's absolutely nothing wrong with it it was absolutely hysterical and, and, and because of that scrutiny like that's what i'm talking about i feel for tiger in the sense that like he can't have a normal existence and be genuinely fun and you know authentic with his friends that's
3: why he plays in jupiter florida (laughs) at his own course with his friends so he can be them fucking selves right you know i don't i think it should be a little bit more like live it's just too fucking uptight like who gives a fuck if that happened at live that would be hilarious no one would care no yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think like we just are the current, you know, we just globally, right? I just feel like everything is very heightened. The world's very sensitive and everything that has the opportunity to be politicized is. And, you know, it's it it was a it was a fun joke between two really good friends. And that's as deep as it was. And unfortunately, it happened in front of the world. And, you know, people feel inclined that they 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 have to have an opinion or a point of view or some shit about everything. and here's here's it is unfortunate. but
2: here's what I do like, though. I do love that when something like this happens, Champax felt, you know, great enough to totally jump on it. Yeah. And their their branding and their messaging and what they did in response to it was, was epic.
3: Yeah. So Tampax came out. What did and, they do? I didn't see that. Tampax came out and <clears throat> had the picture of the hand uh, the handoff of the tampon. And they go, hey, uh, can we get a piece of your PIP uh, Tiger Woods money for, for you know boosting all your PIP points for PGA? And then it said something like, we stopped the blood from... It was like the Sunday um, red uh, Tiger Woods shirt. And he says, we also stopped the blood. Blood red. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was hilarious.
2: They did a great job on social media of, of intervening and stepping in and using monetizing. a situation, you know, well, and monetizing a situation, but also, you know, using a situation where everybody's freaking out over it. Um, and bring it back to what they could.
3: Here's a fun fact, Darby. That Tampax, that tampon, was literally from Riviera because Jessica.
2: Brian's had so to excited steal about the fact some
3: tampons from that day, <laughs> and, it would, and she brought it home, and it was these weird cardboard ones. Okay, listen. Ones. Okay, and that's so basically this is Tiger so Woods stupid. or someone in the staff <laughs> went into the girls' bathroom at Riviera and got a right. Tampax
2: from right. Riviera because that's exactly where Jessica. Oh my god. Okay, first of all, like you're so excited about this, <laughs> like it's insane. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) You know, first of all, like, all the nice clubs have tampons for women. Typically, it is that exact tampon. Like, it's, like, probably some bulk deal they get, right? But, like, it's, yes, it came from that golf club. All the golf clubs have tampons for women. Furthermore, I'm fully admitting that I steal tampons from golf courses. (laughs) Like... Any chance I get, I am ripping off the tampons from the golf courses. (laughs) Like, like we left, we left Hillcrest, and you had like bags of like beef jerky and Skittles and shit, and I had like pockets and a golf bag stuffed with tampons. (laughs)
3: Listen, that's awesome, and we're saving money. Thank you, Jess. But on 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 a legal (laughs) sense, here, us talking about premeditation and intent, what I'm saying is that Tiger didn't know that he was going to do that he would have brought some other store-bought tampon he did it on the day oh, you're got going it way too deep no, on this no no this was a spur of the moment thing so he didn't put too much thought into it which i thought was awesome
2: i mean if men were smart everybody yeah. would carry a tampon they have a great uh, there's lots of many uses for tampons like what if you cut yourself what if you get a bloody nose what if you need what if you get shot uh, go to the hospital? Well, no, it's exactly great a tampon clip on it. I,
1: there is a great clip on Instagram uh, and I, I can't remember who the golfer is, but this this girl outdrives this guy that she's playing with. They make like a bet or something and she outdrives him and she goes to her bag, she takes out a tampon and she hands it to him and it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, I mean so this ma- is ma- like that an might old have joke. been the like originally where that stemmed from. This
2: is an old and, joke. Uh, it's an old joke. I mean, look, I think if but, people are getting bent out of shape about this, like, you know, come on. Who cares? Like, we're playing golf. You're on a yeah. golf course. Who gives a shit? Uh, and just to circle back to see, like,
1: you know, the other pros who are playing at such an incredibly high caliber game of golf get so excited about Tiger. I mean, there was the the video of Nelly Korda, um, you know, arguably one of the best golfers in the world, male, female. She maybe has one of the most beautiful swings I've ever seen. Also, my woman crush every day. So, hi, Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's a video of her meeting tiger for the first time and it's like the most wholesome video it's awesome like and everybody that plays the game that grew up in the game had just has this level of respect for him and uh and we were there it's it's something i'll I'll never forget and thank you guys for allowing me to to be there and taking me with you even though i had to drive myself (laughs) because i'm a a neurotic jew (laughs) can <laughs> ride in other people's cars. That I'm is working on it. Story. That's a whole nother podcast oh episode.
2: It, <laughs> <laughs> it's mulligan time. It's mulligan time.
3: Pretty good, Jess. Did you like that one? That was a nice one. Yeah. A nice one. I have a mulligan, guys. <clears throat> First and foremost, I want to preview something that might be coming out in the future. What we experienced on Tuesday is we saw a lot of reps out on the bag. We might have... No, Jess. No. Talking about two reps coming out, rep wars. I mean, we are having. I know. Well, it's a little preview. Okay. Oh my god, let me do it again, Darp.
1: Oh, well, now I'm fucked up. Okay. Go for it. Right, now I want to know. I, <laughs> I feel left out. Okay, <laughs> okay, I just as bad as the audience does now. <laughs>
3: so, uh, my Mulligan is: we were on the bag on Tuesday with Lab Golf and Sam Hahn and Liam. And what we saw is what the public don't usually see is the pros coming around and um, trying out putters and going to the driving range and so forth and trying new equipment if they want. We saw an interesting dynamic among the reps Uh, for all the putting companies when we're on the putting green and we're gonna have Liam who is uh, lab golf's tour uh, relations uh, director and JT Griffin uh, who is the person we played with he's a PGA pro uh, so it was on the corn Ferry, and he's also a rep now too and we're gonna have them on to give the perspective that because that was really interesting to me that's my mulligan that that was a very big eye-opener oh also Thank you, Sam, Han, and Lab Golf. I am getting my link putter, my link one putter, 68-degree lie angle, um, Acra Black shaft, rubber grip, no alignment aid. Thank you guys very much.
2: Just to put that in perspective, uh, Brian has his phone in front of him right now, and he's been tracking the link that was supposed to be here at 7 p.m. tonight, and due to the flooding and the weather that we are uh, surviving right now, he is not it is not here and he's very upset he's i mean he, you're getting this link faster than anybody on the face of the planet has been able to get a, a lap golf putter especially brand new but it's very cute that you just every five minutes are refreshing your app <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> wow I will say when we did
1: play. Did you just with spit Sam, on my floor? No, no, I had it was a hair in my mouth. I, did you just spit? Did
3: you
2: just? spit Oh on my floor? god! I just mopped in here. Oh, I, did,
1: I had a hair in my Ugh. mouth. Go ahead. What's your mulligan? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a mulligan? Well, I was gonna say because we we're talking about the link when we played with Sam. I felt left out because I was I, I was the only one with fucking torque in my putter, and I love my Scotty, but
2: you're a lefty, I gotta bro. I got a link.
1: I need. I need. I know it sucks. It absolutely sucks, but. I did, Bob Mulligan, find a lefty set of Scots uh, on OfferUp that I'm going to be buying, and uh, I'm very, very excited about that. I love my Mizunos, my uh, MP25s, absolutely love them, but... I feel like this is an opportunity that I'm never going to come across again if I don't buy them. I
2: wholeheartedly (laughs) agree.
3: And I think, of course, you should do it since we had Scott Golf and Scott, the owner, on the pod. So definitely support. And I use them, so they're fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, they're amazing
3: um darby just real quick on that lefty thing i found you a cobra f9 um hybrid one length uh four hybrid with uh, 21 degrees of loft and since it was a lefty no one's buying it and it's down to 49.97 from 259 dollars and you still didn't want it i'm mad
1: well it's not that i didn't want it i just feel like i don't need it i'd have to take my four iron out of the bag which i guess i could do but i i just don't like hybrids i can't hit them i don't know what it is I don't know if it's a mental block or I just am shit at golf, but I can't I can't hit hybrids. Well, I'm sending Sam my Cobra Rad Speed
3: hybrid one length cuz he hit it at Hillcrest and he liked it, so I just bought him one and I'm send I sent it to
1: him today. So uh, also another Sam influence is my Encore balls. I got I I got a I finally got them. And I have to say, they were lost in the mail and I was very upset about it. <laughs> But I can't remember the kid's name. I'd have to look at my phone. The, they had the the guy that I spoke to was one of the nicest people. I was so disarmed. I, well, like, I was like, let's let's back up I because I almost felt bad that I called.
2: Well, because like <laughs> you called us and you were like freaking out. They're lost in the mail. You're all pissed off. You're like, I just want to play golf with them today. Then Brian's like texting on our group thread, like telling you all the things that you should say when you get this guy on the phone. And like, you know, everybody's all amped up. I'm like headed to go get a massage. I'm cracking up seeing these messages go back and forth. And then like you send us a picture of them. They finally arrived. And then you call us and you explain to us that like you were totally ready to go like apeshit Darby on them and then this guy ended up being so incredibly kind that you were completely disarmed by his kindness and like it was just like okay thank you weren't you saying sorry to him <laughs> <laughs> I do that's what I'm saying I, I, I
1: felt bad that I even called like dude the guy was incredible I was like I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry that I just <laughs> had to call and ask for this. Okay, like, have you played I mean, Dude, do you, it was crazy. Like, do you, are the balls good? No, because with, we're... With a L.A. blizzard warning, dude. Right. I haven't even
2: been outside. Yeah, we need like Noah's Ark I've been putting with point. them
1: inside in my house. <laughs> I have to say, I've been putting with them. Dude, they do feel really good off the putter now face. No, I have to get them and, and I'm interested to see how the perimeter weighting of the ball helps with the ball flight, because they're supposed to... Their claim is that it has 60% less side spin because of the perimeter weighting in the ball. Wow. Which is, is, is exciting to me. Side boob. Uh, <laughs> side, side spin is as exciting side side, as side, side boob. Side <laughs> boob. <laughs> all right, Brian. All right, wow. Side Jess,
3: what's your mulligan?
2: Um, oh, I've got a great mulligan. So while we were at the Genesis Invitational on Saturday with the family, uh, you guys all went into the gear uh, and merch tent to see what you could get. Darby got a beautiful red ball cap uh, golf hat. Brian, on the other hand, uh, walks out after purchasing a white Titleist bucket hat? No,
3: it's Genesis
1: invitational hat.
2: I think it says Titleist on it, too. Oh, it doesn't? It just said where no, is it? It's
1: not a title. Oh, okay.
2: I'm so the sorry. Titleist
1: one, we were we were talking about how nice the titleist one is and how weird this one was so that's, this that's bucket
2: he... hat is so stupid, you guys. Like it was it was genius. <laughs> like he walked out and Darby and I looked at each other and we were like, what the fuck? And then it ended up being like great because it was quite crowded, like where we were at that point, but like we always knew where Brian was was cause you could see a stupid white bucket hat. And it, I mean, it looks like a nipple, like the whole, like it's just so bad. But like at this point, like we've made a new pact. Like I wish I'm sad. I didn't get one. My Mulligan is that I'm sad. I didn't get one because when he has this on, I cannot take him seriously to save my life. And I was like, dude, if we ever are pissed at each other or we're in like an argument, like we should both just put on these stupid bucket hats because like there'd be like, you just couldn't get pa- You can't get past it. It's such a stupid hat. And you look so bad in it. It's just dumb.
3: I'm going to agree <laughs> with you. It is so bad. It's so just. Okay. Jess, you look awesome in everything that you wear. And that makes you look awful, too. It's
2: terrible. I put it on the other day. I was getting ready to get in the shower. And Brian was already in the bathroom, like, doing something in the mirror. And I, like, took off my clothes, put on the bucket hat, like, popped around the corner and was like, hey. And he lost it. Like, you can't keep a straight face. Like, it is just the, the yeah. worst hat I've ever seen.
1: When, when we went to get that hat, like, or just a hat in general, like, I was I was trying them on. I wanted to get one of the Tiger Woods hat, but it had, like, a kind of a weird fit. And I have a small head, because I'm a small person. And I was like, oh, cool, this this bucket hat, blah, 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 blah. And I put it on, and Milk was like, dude, that's it. He's like, it looks great on you. And I'm, like, looking in the mirror, and I'm like... I'm like, dude, this just looks like an oversized condom that just doesn't fit on my head. And the, so, and then I like didn't get it. And then I walk out and see Brian wearing well, it, it. In my defense, I
3: have so many golf hats, like regular baseball style hats that I don't have a bucket and I needed one. And why not get it? We're at the Genesis.
2: I mean, you really got it.
3: It, it is terrible. I golfed with it. It was actually pretty functional. It looks terrible. It's
2: though. the worst hat I've
3: ever seen. Genesis, change your damn bucket hats.
2: Yeah, it was It was not good.
3: Well.
2: Well, we really didn't get around to Darby asking us anything.
1: Darby, what the hell? You were supposed to interview us today. <laughs> I mean, dude, I tried, but I like, again, I, you you kind of just like hit the ground running. Yeah. I just was improvising. I'm quick on my feet,
3: and
2: okay. I just
1: I let the vibes be vibey. Let, you know?
3: Let's do a part two, and then Darby can come back and interview us.
2: Yeah, of course.
3: Yeah, we we never get interviewed, we interview everyone. I know him well,
1: i tried us? i tried brian i tried well, well we'll have to save that for next time yeah we'll have we're to save have to it tune for next in time, next time find out yeah Where can
2: they find us baby they can find us at balls the letter in holes that's balls the letter in holes golf balls and holes golf balls and holes golf Hey, guys. Balls and holes and balls and holes and balls Balls and holes and balls and holes. Guys, thank you for golfing with me. I love you both. You're my best friends. Love you, baby. And uh, I had a great week. I had an epic week. Thank you for golfing with me. I love you guys.
1: Balls
3: and Holes is produced and distributed by the 8Side Network.
0: Or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
4: More details.